This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab, the show that dissects the business behind fashion. My name is Liz Ogumba Regisford, and today on the show we are discussing another very important subject matter around the African fashion education curriculum. Um, personally, I believe that the fashion industry in Africa has to grow, and obviously for us to grow, we also have to pay serious attention to what the students are fed in or during their time that's quite well spent in the different fashion institutions. And we have in studio some really cool guests who are going to be contributing to this um, interesting topic. Sitting with me in studio is my co-host, Morwick Peterson. Bonjour, good afternoon, everyone. How are you all doing? Morwick, how do you just pull this, always pull it together? I know. I want to go home with a shirt. I want to go home with that pocket square. I want to go home with everything. (laughs) How do you do this? Are you coming from the GQ shoot or where are you going? Listen, listen, for real. This shirt, I got it to Dawson Cabana. I don't know name drop and anything but it's quite an old one i got in the usa <laughs> and i looked at it today and i said let me just throw it on you know and but but thank you liz you know i try i try i wake up like try. this <laughs> but enough about me liz you look absolutely amazing i'm so glad that you listened to me i love the look you know that little skirt you got going your your jacket your african print you have underneath there misha needs to take a picture this is your new look hmm. Boy, oh boy, my name is Liz and I'm wearing Liz. <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, our senior trend analyst, Nicola Cooper, is unwell in hospital and we will, she'll not be joining us today. So we keep her in prayer. And uh, on the flip side, we'd like to encourage you guys to keep your tweets coming. Hashtag Nicola Coop and let us know what topics you'd like to hear from her from a trend perspective. On the flip side, again... Make sure that you reach out to us. Um, we are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We'd love to hear what subject matters you as the African fashion industry would like to um, discuss or you'd like to dissect with us. Um, as we go through this show every Friday, I've found myself learning so much. Surprise, surprise. And I've been meeting a lot of really knowledgeable business, fashion savvy professionals. And obviously I'm using just as much, just as much as I know Morwick is using the connections, I'm also using them to better my Absolutely. fashion queen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. We are the first business radio show to go live on air in the world. We have a goal to develop the business behind fashion in Africa. This is where we hold it down every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Central Time. So keep it locked. I want to go. I can wait. Listen, I can see it's you as you becoming now a, a, a expert, a pro in this, just like sailing. <laughs> I'm just telling people for those who don't know what Fashion Lab is. Come on, man. nothing too, nothing too serious, nothing too special, but um, it's nice. To but I must say, here. a very, very interesting icebreaker that you've selected, and it it's just so congruent to our show today. Um, it's from um, Business of Fashion. And it says, is fashion education selling a false dream? I mean, that's a heavy one. That's a heavy one, but I find it very interesting. Obviously, we normally pull up out a couple of our topics, I mean, icebreakers, or just kind of before we get into our real discussions from the business of fashion. And this was so funny as we we're coming up with this, um, with today's topic. We just thought, you know what? Fashion education is a key thing. We want to tackle it. And here they are talking about fashion education. What are some of your thoughts, Morwick, um, when it comes to... I mean, and I'm asking you this also because be, the difference between me and you is you went to fashion school. I didn't. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, street, I'm a street learner. I learn from the street yeah. as we go with it. And you obviously were able to go to fashion school in the U.S. and obviously acquire a lot of knowledge. What, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? My, my thoughts is, Liz, that... <laughs> I think really it depends on 
you as an individual and um, I don't want to say it depends on which type of school because you can go to the best school or not even go to school you know but still make it so it's about the drive and understanding is this really your passion because everyone just wants to come into this and for the glitz and the glam because that is what everyone is selling is you know everyone is throwing everyone is making red carpet and dresses and everyone is so i think and 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 sad enough sometimes it is just one percent like we and felicity and i was just chatting that actually makes it in this complex industry but i mean the type of guests we have in today's studio hmm, they're just going to it's going to be a blast, Liz. Yeah, it's very interesting to know what your thoughts are for our listeners who are tuned in. Mm-hmm. Um, share with us and let us know how you feel. I mean, this is the education system when it comes to fashion really um, making it easier for the students to graduate and penetrate into the global marketplace as yeah. fashion business professionals or do they need to find something else, change careers? But what's your thought? Because I you think, haven't gone to school, but think, you, you, you're yeah, there. I, I, you're think, there. I, think, I think for me it's a very interesting topic that I'm reading out on and also just trying to also hear different viewpoints. I am a street hustler. I can sit down with you and learn how to cook and be the baddest chef in town. I'm very self-taught in a lot of things that I do. And therefore, I have always said, you know, if you immerse yourself into an environment where you can be able to acquire knowledge, you you can acquire it. If you're interested, if you're passionate about it, I'm sure you can be able to learn it. I think experience is the key thing. I think immersing yourself into a space where the people that... Because fashion school is one thing. Uh-huh. After you come out of fashion school, and obviously we've got some really cool guests in the house who are also going to be talking about their experiences. Um, we are here with uh, um, a few really cool guests. I just lost my train <laughs> of thought. <laughs> and I'll tell you just now. But anyway, um, we'll share with our guests about their feelings um, mm-hmm. on this topic. We are going to uh, also open our lines up to people who want to also engage in this conversation. The Cliff Central um, contact details is 0861-555-189. If you're listening and you want to share your thoughts, you can also tweet us. Um, Back to my topic. Okay, okay. Back to your topic. We are discussing um, the African fashion education curriculum in Africa. I mean, that is... It's something that we've been planning to do for some time and... I said to Liz last week, it's about time we really go into it because we've been meeting very interesting people, some that have gone to school, some that hasn't been going to school. So it was about time that we really dissect the education curriculum in Africa and also globally. Yes. Joining us in studio are our special guests, founder and managing director for Lysop, Shana Rosenthal. And we've also, <laughs> we've also got owner and creative director of Egality, Felicity. Hello. And we've got upcoming fashion designer, uh, I even had a conversation with him because I didn't know if I wanted to describe him as an up and coming or as a fashion designer. But we have fashion designer Martel Ludic. Hello, guys. Hello, hello. <laughs> and we are gonna go. We are gonna go further into the conversation I had with you before we got into studio, just to to also find out from you how do you wanna be positioned. You know, when you yeah. respond to to a call, I spoke to him earlier and I said, you know, you've got to drive your car. 
So he said to me, what would you like to introduce me as? I said, no, you, what would you want me exactly. to introduce you mm-hmm. as? Because you're responsible for your car, for your car and your journey. Uh, yeah, nobody exactly. else, if you're going to Timbuktu, I mean, <laughs> that's where you're going and, and nothing's going to make us change our minds or, or, or put us um, responsible for that journey. Um, and just a quick reminder for those who are tuned in, we've got a very special fun segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress? And this is where we would like you to start thinking about who you'd want to dress and why so that when we get to share at the end we can all share who's and why's um keep your tweets coming fashion lab af or instars at fashion lab africa welcome to the show shana hi i like that top what is that is that a local design yeah. what's inspiring that look it's a no it's not local Okay. <laughs> but it's a beautiful. I'm gonna have to name drop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead and name drop. Well dressed. Oh. Spanish design uh, label. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's not really about local or international. Um, no. It's also about how you feel and what you wear and who you're wearing. Shana Lysov has gained a reputation for being the most progressive fashion design school and retail education institution in the continent. What are you doing differently from all the other fashion institutions in the continent to make you one of the most sought-after um, institutions? Well, you know, <laughs> the first thing, before I answer that, I want to take us to Moek's um, response to your statement about are we selling false education yeah. uh, false yeah. hopes yeah. and you know exactly what you said is true you've got to know when you enter the industry um, or this as a career where you deem or, or you 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 see yourself where do you deem yourself best suited absolutely because the industry is massive yeah it isn't just about the designer it isn't just about the pattern makers. It's not only about the technical side of constructing design and making garments come to fruition. It's very much about the business of fashion. Absolutely. I mean, even what you're doing here could be construed as some kind of, and very important is marketing and media. Yeah. Now we're not, we don't, you don't think about that when you think about fashion, but it too is a specialization. So it's a subject that we offer, and we offer it because we see a need and a desire to be part of that industry per Mm -hmm. se. And it's specialized. Fashion is specialized. You know, we run a university of 750 students specializing in the business of fashion. Mm -hmm. And I think our take on it, or maybe what could set us aside apart from, from others, I don't know terribly too much about the other um, schools. I'm, I'm, I'm so busy worrying about my own. <laughs> about life <laughs> off. I'm so, I'm so yeah, busy moving now, so moving, making it, that knowing what everybody else is doing, I'm, I'm definitely more about driving the business so that the currency or the reputation of Lysoff is enough to get more entry into many more doors. And just looking to my left are two people. If I think about Martel and Egality, I think about, you know, to a large extent, Lysoff students have, have, have worked a lot in Egality. And thank you to you, Felicity, for all your support. Because again, we rely on the industry to support the students, you know, when they do their experiential learning and experience outside of, of school and, and, uh, and Martel is Lassoff's very proud. Shana, I just 
you know, speaking about um, the business, the actual business of fashion, because um, I studied um, abroad, so I don't know really much of how the schools run in South Africa, but I know um, I studied at, at FIDIM, um, and a lot of times we actually concentrated a lot on the business of mm. fashion. Mm. You know, what happens when you leave school? So at Lysoff, um do you have a big syllabus um, so when it comes to the business? The business yeah. Well, it's a separate course altogether. So mm-hmm. when you come to Lysoff, you've got three main choices. One being retail, okay? One being commercial, which is... Um, as you say, the business of fashion, and then, of course, design. So Curriculum 1 really deals with design aspects, design, pattern making, garment construction, um, and those are its, that's its focus. But in each course, in each curriculum, there is a business component mm-hmm. because even if you're going to make your own clothes, you need to know, okay, well, how do I plan to sell? Yeah. So whether you're going to market it or create business a business plan, um, you need to have a understanding yeah. of the business. So that is how the curriculum is is created. In the same vein, the the marketing business, um, media, um, buying, merchandising is another side of the business. Yeah. So it's very, very much aimed at a buyer, a planner, um, a merchandiser. So each curriculum is defined by the career choice. So retail will take you in to um, very much more the running of the business or brand management, um, store management. So it's at a a slightly different um, level of thinking, cognitive uh, skills, etc. But it's, again, aside from the technical aspect and and giving um, an introduction into the business of fashion. So retail, as in stores management. Shana, Shana where, uh, where would you say a majority of the lives of graduates? I mean, when you, for example, give me just a scenario of av- approximately how many students out of your 700 and something, approximately how many would graduate and w- where are they? Well, if I take last year's number, so we've got two schools, one in Joburg, one in Pretoria, and we graduated with just under 100 students. Um and if I think about the percentage of them that went into honours, so that some of them are, are going to study further, potentially for a career in education, in fashion education, that's an option. Um, and I would, there are 15 uh, current students in honours, for example. So where do the rest, where do the students go? At the end of the year, in fact, starting last month already, we invite the retailers to meet the students. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are loads of retailers in this, in the country. There are lots of retailers. They don't just, it's not necessarily to say a retailer is only going to take a planner or a buyer. It's not just that. There's quality, um, assurance. Um, there is, um, merchandising, there's trending, there is um, marketing. If you think about a retail environment, then there's the different aspects of it. There could be makeup, there could be, co- you know, as in cosmetic buying, there could be lingerie. So again, there d- there's so many different departments and so many different avenues that when students are absorbed into, for example, an MDP program, which is a merchandising uh, program that they, they have within the, the retail industries, they are going to absorb up to about 20 students into that industry. 
um, into that that particular company. Each every company takes between ten and fifty, sorry, ten and twenty students into into an MDP program. Um, so, roughly how many students have been employed this year? I would have to say at least sixty percent, sixty to seventy percent, which is high. Right. But we, we run a, we run a recruitment division. So our recruitment division is very active in finding students jobs. That's what we do. And again, it's cyclical. Cause if we, you know, if you, you're presenting lot, a lot more students, then a lot more, a lot more are being absorbed into the industry. And so the name gets to be more, um, uh, associated with Fashion. So the more students you you spreading out, so the network becomes greater, and the message becomes you know a lot more amplified. Yeah. And that's and that's why we run a recruitment division because we want the students inside the industry and so working. We're also talking to ourselves a lot. I mean, if I think about um, how many people at Con, how many uh, La Sofians are in the um, trend department uh, within uh, the Edcon environment, it's huge. Felicity, I, I, I see you, you wanted to come in there. Felicity from Egality, welcome onto the show. Felicity, I see you wanted to come in there. Please, no, please I go ahead. A, I was finding it really interesting what Shana was saying. Um, and so obviously the big retailers and those guys are picking up the majority of your ex-students. Um, and then you said about the alums doing honours. So then I thought it was really interesting to say, well, then how many actually become fashion designers? Because surely that's actually... What Morvik's question kind of pointed to was the dream is to become the next Tom Ford or the next, you know, Mm -hmm. Stella McCartney. And it seems like actually that isn't something which, I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective on that. How many people go into the Well, the dream, as I said, you've got to be realistic. Because it is a small market. Dreams aren't normally and, very realistic. And I mean, you know, so you you got to be realistic, and and what you determine as a goal for yourself has to be achievable. So recognizing and realizing are two very different um, aspects of this, you know, um, of your career. At the end of the day, you, what but how you, many do? Well, a lot of the students, I mean, some of which I'm sure you know very well, have gone out and, and successfully have opened up their own online businesses, like Eleni, for example. There's and, one, yeah. And um, James. And, I mean, and Martel and I know Tebby are, are heading in that direction. So without having the list in front of me and being able to say exactly who's going where, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me because I'm not part of the recruitment business. Okay, so I cannot give you an exact number. But a lot of of students are, and Samantha Constable just came to, to name, um, a lot, lot of our students are doing the bridal, the designing, um, but I cannot give you a number. But you've also got to remember that that's, I would say, of the student uh, capacity. So let's say we're taking on 150 students per year into LASOF, and the percentage of those going into um, or the throughput, let's talk about the throughput because it doesn't really matter how many are coming in, it's how many are going out. And of the 100 and you're taking 15 and you're putting 15 into an honours program to ultimately become a more knowledgeable, the, the idea in honours is to gain knowledge, is it not? So to to what end? 
And again, there is the opportunity to, to do a, um, a working on it where, where it's, it's, it's more about the product and developing the product. Um, and the amount of people that are going into a design only, I would say maybe of the remaining 75%, maybe 30%, 35 at most. It's that much, to be honest, yeah, because so there's already a lot of designers out there, you know, that's yeah. excluding everyone who's graduating. Think about this. How many colleges, okay, lesser known ones in the whole of South Africa, mm. and if they like graduate about 100 people, say just minimum uh, per year, that's already like 1,000, say there's 10. Um, there's, that's already 1,000 graduates. Where are they going? What are they doing? Mm. So, yeah. so that's actually the big problem, I think. Isn't what happens at Lysoft and you teach them their pattern making, you teach them mm. their buying or whatever you mm. try and drown them in. Mm. The challenge in this industry is... What the heck do you do next? Yes. Because and, and, and sorry, Felicity, I just wanted to come in there because that is what I wanted to ask is why are so many students who studied fashion or any other major um, within the industry not making it in this complex industry? Because or, or not doing anything. Or, or not doing any because... And, and because I'm not referring not to... I must just uh, yeah, jump in here. Yeah. We are not supported. You know, I mean, if you have a look at something, uh, uh, um, a government support program that you have in Holland, for example, yeah. students that are graduating are being put through support programs. So somebody like a Martel who shows incredible talent will be supported for a two-year period. Where do we have that? So where can a student actually um, rely on their dream, inverted commas, mm-hmm. and realizing their dream when they've got to put food on the table. Because there is Maslow's law we've got to figure out here. So at the end of the day, if we had that kind of financial support, would we be able to realize more of? I definitely think so. Because you wouldn't be the costing of, of, of your, your garment, etc. that has to be, and your life, your life cost, mm-hmm. your livelihood. Yeah, but that shouldn't factor into your costing. You, I mean, you've you got have to, be... to factor that into it, but you don't. As a as a designer, you don't because you can't because if you do, your garment becomes outpriced. So imagine if you had support for two years, where would they take you? Or imagine you? if the industry was just more developed and you don't need to rely on the government because there's a commercial basis for it. So the point is, it's a very nascent industry. It's still such early doors. Mm. I mean, Martel's really lucky because he's working with Marianne Fasler now. Yeah. And Marianne is like this incredible breeding ground of excellence where once this great talent does come out of college and they've got the spunk, they've got the talent, they've got the balls to actually go and do it properly, she often picks up the best ones, actually, I find, and they, they work in her studio for a couple of and years. That's and that's what makes them and the best. that's what you need. But yeah. You need also, fashion houses you being, where you you're can being absorbed into it, but there aren't that many fashion houses. For this I know, I know. Exactly. That's, why, that's, that's, what the, that's the scary discussing. thing in but, South Africa. But no, but here's the thing. What happens if there was an incubative opportunity where you could be incubated You'd have the same problem afterwards. But you are being so. The, so that's the, you're contradicting yourself. Then with no, the no, no, because you situation. have the incubator is just an extension of Lysoff. Let's and, say that. And Marianne is an extension of Lysoff. Because no, she's not. A, she's a, a business. Okay, so I'm saying if the incubation was a business where the clothes were actually sold and that that whole process would be incubated. And we tried it. We did try it. We tried it a couple of years ago. But again, without the support, it is a very difficult thing to run because it's a business to run on its own. You know what I sometimes feel is is hard um, for people coming out is the fact that you don't have a specific, you know, voice. Designers come out and we're all designed to 
be creating for Edcon or for Mr. Price. We're not having our own specific signature. And that's also what makes it hard. People out there, if they can buy something that looks exactly the same as they do at Edcon or Mr. Price, then why would they buy South African design Ma- for Mattel, three times Mattel, hold, Mattel, hold that you, thought. Hold that thought. own range. Everybody yes. in the third year <laughs> yeah. does their own range. Yeah. And in that space, for a whole year, you are... Um, supported, yes. you are taught how to. Yes. Um, I think it's probably the most grounding experience you go through yeah. for your three years. That and obviously the commercial um, introduction. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the reason I'm like now doing my own thing is because I feel. Don't know if anyone else agrees, but what I feel is my 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 stuff that I do that the brand does, Motaludic, is. A bit different from the other which is 60% fantastic. who is not making Which is fantastic. It. And yeah. it's just going to take time. That's yeah, the other yeah. thing. But that's also it because we have this whole, like, do you want things to happen now? Which yeah, which is happen. great. But because because, because you're like not supporting. Nicola Cooper, if you're <laughs> listening, I'm sure you're hard. You are burning to be a Nicola Cooper. I'll, we yeah. miss you. But yes, I just want to yeah. quickly interject on there. And Mattel, we're going to come back to you again. Okay. Mattel, it's interesting that the concept for your brand revolves around the idea of individuality. While quote-unquote Shana says, in fact, that the fashion, the idea of the perfect look has long since been left behind and replaced by a deep sense of individuality. That makes me feel that you, who had graduated from Lysoff, has also come out of Lysoff with something that is more push your individuality and stop trying to to get into other to spaces. To be a copycat. So, yes, yeah. and your stuff is unique. And, and what Lysoff stands for is in line with, where you're going So obviously yes. there's certain things Or certain information Or certain ways That you've acquired From your experience um, As a student at Lysov yeah, So yeah. I think for me My thing is It's going to be interesting Because I want to come back to you okay. To be able to understand What your stuff is different And obviously yeah. You're embracing your individuality And rolling along Along with your gut feeling Did you see what he has on Liz? Yes I know So <laughs> I just want to say We want to come back to you Okay I want to finish with Shana We're going to take a That's quick break cool. We're going to come back to you So that we can really see what what really is happening? I'm actually surprised, Sean. I just learned now from you that majority of the students are going to work for Edcon. I actually assumed that a lot of the students. No, it's not that the majority are going to work only for Edcon. It's what the majority retailers. come in to do. Yeah, you know, it's the students coming in actually come in. There's a large a, a, a large proportion of that student base. If you think about the other institutions. That are also offering uh, the business side of uh, the business courses. But it is, you have to understand the business side in order to, to build your own brand. Definitely. Yeah. So it's not that they're all going into Edcon or they're all going into Mr. Price or anyone yeah. other of the other retailers. They're just it's coming that, up with They're that. coming in yes. there and we are saying, guys, you can't come in here without having an understanding of the commercial environment yes. because that's what you're doing. Well, fashion is commercial. Well, that's, that's yeah. the whole the point. point. It's, yeah. a, it's not it's art. The, no. They're not studying art. They're no. studying fashion. I want to come <laughs> in. That's, and, and you know, that's, that's the interesting yeah. thing. I'll never forget when I landed, uh, when I was studying myself and I went to, uh, one of the fashion fairs in Europe and all these guys got out of this train. It was, um, at, uh, Premier Vision. They all got out of their train in their black suits and their black bags and their black capes. And I thought to myself, oh my God. And millions of them en masse. And I thought, oh my God, this is, the business of, of clothing. That's mm. it. It is a business. These businessmen are coming with their business suits and their business <laughs> And they're coming into this exceptionally sophisticated, fashion, trendy, um, um, orientated, massive fields of, of dynamism was 
crazy. Please. Shana, I just want to volunteer and, you know, and to any other <laughs> fashion school. What are you I want to volunteer because, yes, I'm scared. you know what, when we were at, when I was studying abroad, the first thing, you know, when we went into the business is they, we constructed a line sheet. And coming back to South Africa, you know, speaking to many designers, and I'll be like, where's your line sheet? Let me have a look at And then they say to me, what is a line yeah. sheet? I mean, like, that is the basic fundamental of when I'm speaking about fashion design, Sean, fashion design. You know, if you go out into the European market, into the American market, and you do exhibitions and stuff, because that is what you have to think as a designer, not just I want to make clothing for Folk in South Africa, you need to think globally. But when you move out of South Africa, the first thing people are going to ask when you meet a buyer is your line sheet. Mm. And so we want to know what yes. you're volunteering more. Please I'm, come. I'm volunteering. <laughs> what are you volunteering? I want to come and <laughs> talk about the and, business and yes. talk about how you're going to present and your how, range. And and yes, line your line sheet. <laughs> or, or maybe is, is there different terminology that you guys are using for line sheet? Because I have tried. Okay, well that is what a line sheet. Is. Oh. Okay, that is what a line sheet is. Is your your collection your your? It's your balance sheet. It's almost like this is what it's costing you to manufacture when you present your range. Mm-hmm. Is that? No, the, uh, we will get back. We'll into get back it. because we'll get back into moment, it. yeah. Let's listen. <laughs> just because of, yeah, just because of time. One last thing, Shana. We're going to mm. take a quick break, but I just want to find out your curriculum. Obviously, yes. is quite diverse. Would it be able to place a student who graduates from of here in South Africa? Uh, in comparison or kind of on the same level with the global um, fashion education system to say that if I was a designer who graduated from here in Lysoff, I can actually go to London or go to New York or go to Milano and actually sit and play on the same space without getting intimidated. Well, I think definitely you would be intimidated. And I'll tell you why, because from a technological aspect, and I think that was what Felicity was talking about, am I right? So suggesting. I don't know what you're going to say. We don't, manufacturing, we don't have that level. We're not that sophisticated. So we're not able to realize certain, um, design, uh, potentially design features or factors. Um, so I am quite sure that that would be, a, you know, one of the the um, um, uh, challenges because we we don't interface with that. Whereas I, I know that students in in schools in Milan or in the UK, etc., they are working in factories. Our factories, first of all, are just simply not that sophisticated in Johannesburg, more so than in Cape Town. Um, but um, and there, the, and there's the, a chance, obviously, to incorporate some of these things. There's a chance to be you able know, again, to. Again, what Moik to his what he's saying is, who is the person? You know, who is the person going overseas and and mm-hmm. being a, and being absorbed into that industry? Because that person has got a work ethic and that person has got a drive. Yeah. And if you've got a drive and you have a work ethic. Martel, the world, Magic. the sky is then, the limit. <laughs> you, the sky is the limit. It's not even a portfolio. You can show me a. Be- I've seen millions of portfolios from from kids overseas, and they they think, oh wow, and they get here, and it's just not quite what they 
who they are, what mm-hmm. what they have to offer, you know. But it's the perception that's but been pumped into them. Guys, for those who are tuning in, this is the Fashion Lab <laughs> in our heated <laughs> special <steroids>. conversation. <laughs> We're dissecting the uh, fashion education curriculum in Africa, and we will be right back after this break. Um, keep your tweets coming if you have um, some interesting thoughts to share. Keep it locked. It's back. Are you Josie Tough? Cycle through tunnels, head over floating bridges, and disappear into colossal stormwater drains. Why? Because you're a machine and the city is your trail. With two separate routes, 22 and 54 Ks, choose your path and go where no mountain biker has gone before. On 6 September, ride the Hollard Juma. Brought to you by Adreach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Challenge accepted. Juma.co.za Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com We are back with this interesting topic around the fashion education curriculum in Africa. Felicity, we've heard your voice through the show. Welcome to the show again. Hello. <laughs> sorry, butting in. Felicity Spice, born and bred in... Sorry, I, I think I We said, need to not yes, matter the name. Yes. Let's start again. How do, how do I pronounce it? It's fine. It? This is why I can't live in England, because I'd be Felicity Spies, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm actually Felicity Spice, because I guess a Buddha know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, and I said to you, she was born and bred in... Um, the United Kingdom And in 2000, 2007 yeah. She moved um, to South Africa And how interesting How did you end up in South Africa And and then you end up in the fashion industry Yeah I came out for work originally um, I used to be a strategy consultant um, So I actually don't have any Formal fashion, fashion education either um, I studied history At the University of London um, And then I met my husband here And I'd been working with Edgar's and at the mines as well. I had quite a fun stint at the mines oh, wow. for a while. <laughs> um, and then realized that uh, fashion was definitely something I'd be interested in going into, particularly fashion retail. I've always found retail to be very interesting. Um, so, yes, yeah, so in 2011, I started Egality. And we're still going, which is always the main thing with a new business. What inspired Egality, Felicity? I think when I first came out to South Africa, I felt that... I didn't have anything I wanted to buy. Um, so I ended up always going back to London and filling up my suitcase with interesting things. And I saw my friends were doing the same. So I thought, this is crazy. There must be a gap in the market. Um, because one would see the international brands coming in and, you know, your Gucci's and all those guys, which frankly, I can't afford anyway. But even if I wanted to, they were cheaper in the UK because of the way they were structured. Um, and then a lot of the cheaper things at the bottom. So your jet and Mr. Price have got a lot better now, but eight years ago, they, they weren't quite as cutting edge. Um, and frankly, that was cheaper in the UK as well. Um, and there wasn't really much in the middle in terms of really unique, interesting designers. Um, you weren't going to walk into the office and see everyone wearing the same dress as you. Um, that's what people wanted. Um, so I thought, well, why didn't I try and start something up in that space? Um, and Egality was sort of born, the idea of a multi-brand platform like a specialist department store almost feel. Um, and I started looking at the local industry because bringing brands in from overseas is extremely expensive. You pay a lot of um, taxes and customs and you, you pay for transport. And so I thought, well, let's look locally and see what we can do. And there wasn't 
really much development happening. There were some very brave and amazing designers who had gone um, downstream and started their own retail front ends, like Tian Nachel, Black Coffee, Suzanne Haynes, all absolute start markers of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not retailers, they're designers. And so I was then able to go to the designers and say, hey, why don't I do the retail? You do the design. We're a team. Let's divide and conquer. Um, and I was lucky that there isn't much competition still even in this space in the market. So I can kind of cherry pick the designers who I think have got the most potential. Um, and so along those lines, yeah, I have found lots of Lysoft guys um, like <laughs> Avant Apparel. <laughs> Avant Apparel, who've done an incredible job. Um, Joe Bug-based designers who are one of my top five selling brands in the store every month, including our internationals. Um, and then we've got Joel, oh, some other non-Lysoft ones, but Joel Jans van Furen, um, Anne-Marie Honnable, who studied at Elizabeth Galloway, um, Guillotine, who's also a little bit older, um, mm. and Terence Bray from Durban. So all of these guys who are doing such an incredible job working with us and starting to really sell. But it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. It's been a big journey to get the guys there and and i i feel sorry for the guys graduating now because i think it's getting tougher and tougher um to find spaces because i think there aren't enough retailers that's actually what i think i think there need to be many more retailers like us who will who will give designers a chance and who will develop the young designers who don't need to just pick from a catalogue who've got the nous and the experience to say this guy's got talent if we work with him if we mold him a bit he'll actually become something amazing and i think the guys doing that overseas are actually you're right it is the british fashion council people like that who will identify talent early doors actually invest in those brands and then own part of it so i think they own half the brand actually but then they give them a studio space and they um let them show for free so it's almost like they're backing lots of horses and one of them will win the race and they'll make loads of wonga but it's definitely good that they you know there is that support system back to what yes. Shana was talking about and then i think also that spaces like yours if we could be able to duplicate or people I'm other doing retailers my best. I'm yeah trying, no I'm uh, but even if it wasn't just you know, even if it wasn't Felicity. yeah even if it wasn't <laughs> just you the fact is that there is a gap and when you look at your space and your model you're actually able to slowly help this designers build you're not asking for a thousand pieces this is no. not mass you're still taking the little pieces and just going step by step so we still have to commend you and just appreciate what you're doing with the galaxy and uh hopefully uh we're gonna have a few more of those it doesn't Absolutely. have to be a galaxy <laughs> it can be anything else Felicity, just because uh, of your broad perspective and in your own opinion you know do you think that more can be done to equip students you know for the practicality of how of running a successful business because again i don't think anyone should be blamed no school should be blamed because it's at the end of the day as shauna was saying to it's it's that passion you know do you have that passion for people like yourselves you know we were shooting with you yesterday and you know getting the feedback from someone who's knowledgeable and actually working with it because at the end of the day everyone just wants to for example as a designer they just want to design and design and design they don't even know who the target market is but because uh, maybe it's because we creatives because they say you know uh, all of us that's in the fashion industry creatives so is there more and and I'm not just referring this question to the schools but is there more that can be done 
to equip maybe an individual who's looking into going into the fashion industry? I think that I think what we're talking about right now is we're talking about designers. So if we can narrow it down a little bit more than saying the fashion industry, because like Shana said before, the fashion industry is actually a massive beast and, and retail plays a large role in that. But if we focus in on what will it take to enable people to be successful as designers, they've just got to be exceptional exceptional, oh, I can't even say the word, exceptional, <laughs> exceptional human beings yeah. who they have to have that magic, that incredible mm-hmm. talent, which like with an artist, it just bubbles up from somewhere and it cannot really be trained. I think it comes from your childhood, your growing up, what your parents were like around you, the influences you had. It's very difficult to make a school train that. You've either got it or you don't. Yeah. You're either born with it or you're not. And it's just one of those things. Then the other enormous part is obviously it's just um, hard work. Yeah. It's not glamorous. It's not. It might be glamorous occasionally. We have to pretend it is so that we can build our brands and have lots of fancy pictures <laughs> taken on Instagram. But the grim reality is you're running around, you're sweaty, you're on your hands and knees cutting things, working till four in the morning, crying, um, <laughs> having to throw your stuff away because it's not good She's enough. She's dangerous for me. <laughs> um, it's really hard. So not only have you got to be a brilliant talent and you've got to work hard, you've also, as we said, you've got to have a business brain. Yeah. And you're either a commercially minded person or, or you're, you're not. not. Yeah. I mean, it's like Anne-Marie Honnable. She's my favorite example. Is not She studied art originally, so she came from an artistic background. Then she went into fashion. You can really see that coming through in her brand. It's very, very unique and beautiful the way she uses different textures and fabrics. But she loves doing ready-to-wear, and she's really commercial. She loves the pricing. We go back and forth on fighting about what prices should be so as to make it sell through the best, and everybody's getting their margin that's working out well. And she actually enjoys that side as well. So it's so hard now, because like we said, you don't have the air support of, I'm just going to go and work for Stella McCartney, and there's accountants, and there's senior designers, and I'm going to go and be a junior designer and climb up the ranks, and in 10 years' time, I'll go independent and I'll be Felicity Spies brand. It just doesn't really exist here. Um, I think Marianne is one of the only people doing it. And actually, Anne-Marie worked for Marianne for two years as well to hone her skill. Very so, nice. It's just really tough. <laughs> it's just yesterday, a nice way of saying it. Felicity, yesterday while we were shooting, you mentioned your passion for design, but more specifically the scientific discipline of business. Can you just unpack that a little bit for us? As in my what is What is the scientific discipline of business and how does that apply to a fashion designer who's listening today who wants to actually maybe pick that and take it to a different level or use that? Being a business person is as much of a skill and an art as being a designer or someone who paints pictures. You have to have a, an, a knack for it. And it's scientific because that you obviously have to look at data and you have to analyze trends and how it's going to work. And when I say trends, I mean in data, not in what's walking down the high street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> It's also not desperately sexy. I mean, and when I'm doing buying, I, I honestly, I always have this enormous spreadsheet open and I'm constantly working on that. And when I'm doing our online store as well, I find I work with data all day, every day now, trying to sort of tag things and put everything in order. And there's a beauty in that as well. I think you've just got to have that almost anal business 
enthusiasm as well. I think it's hard to explain how yes. I'm just a passionate business person, I suppose. Um, for those who are tuned in, this is the Fashion Lab with our conversation around the African fashion curriculum. Um, yeah. Education. <laughs> you, could, you, could study, you could study the fashion education system fashion in Africa. In fashion, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! But, the, but the, the truth of the matter is, it's interesting when you name those designers. How many of them come out of Lassop? I mean, our, my passion is design. Um, that is, and always will be. I love beautiful things. I love to to look at them. I love. I love the challenge in that design brings to you because it is so challenging mm. to it be is. able just to be able to create something beautiful that fits. So now you have form and function to deal with. I love that. And then you have to add the business side to it. Goodness gracious me, you're absolutely right. It's a completely different kind of person. <laughs> Martel. <laughs> Martel, again. Martel, back to you because obviously we want to include you in this conversation. You just graduated last year with a BA degree in fashion. Yeah, true. Um, with the intention or direction of fashion design. Yeah. And obviously you arrived into the real world after I did. graduating. I did. Share with us a bit about your transition from Lysov to the real world. So, you know, you, you go out and you think this is going to be an amazing time for me. I'm going to just spread my wings and fly. But it's really hard out there. Like, <laughs> I've realized it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Like, they tell you that while you're studying. But, you know, you, you're like, whatever. You know, it's like your mother talking. You don't actually care to listen. But when you get there, it's really hard. So I've been um, I'm in this incubation program now with um, African Fashion International. Show, I showed at Fashion Week. I'm top four now. So at the end of the year, I'm showing at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week Africa for my next collection, trying to battle it out and see if I can win. So it's just, yeah, you have to take every opportunity that you can. And yeah, business, the business side of it is very, it's, it's very important. Like, because they teach, obviously, because I also studied at Lysoff, and they teach you business and they teach you, like, the creativeness of it, but you don't, when you're there, you don't actually realize as such how integrated it actually is until you start dealing with clients or you actually start, you know, it's just, you just think they're two separate things. So, so it's, it's like you come out into the world and good morning, Africa, here we come. Yes, exactly. Like, wow, where do we start? My talk, I <laughs> love, I love the, t the determination and the drive, you know, mm -hmm. that you have. And I think a lot of people need to, um, after graduating and even before, you know, you've done a lot of internships with various established South African designers yeah. before you started your own brand. Yeah. Why was it so important, you know, to learn from these established icons within the industry to prepare for yourself? Like, it's, it's very important to know, it sounds bad to say it, but it's actually in a good way. It's important to know what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right so that you can learn from that because they've been there for how many years and they know what works and what doesn't work. So you can without having to go through all those years and then deciding, oh, actually this doesn't work when a Suzanne Haynes or a Marianne Faster could have told you, listen, we, we've been here for long, <laughs> this doesn't work. So it's just the importance of knowing what works, what doesn't work, and then just learning from it. Wow. Would you say that um, the value that you got from Lysoff is actually, I mean, just from graduating from Lysoff, is it something, do you feel like you had to have had that, meaning that you could never have been able to run or to aspire to run a fashion business without that lice of background. Well, I mean, are you and Felicity not prime examples? I'm not, that you yeah, no, so yeah, I, yeah, but I can't make a dress. <laughs> True, but the thing is, you do need 
I feel personally, you do need that background. But it's, it's like Shauna and Felicity said, if you have the drive and you have the determination to make it, you'll, you'll find, I know lots of people, friends of mine who didn't study, who had to, you know, go to libraries or find a different source and say, Oh, this is interesting. Let me try and figure out how a pattern works. And then some of them do interesting things because they don't have the, this is the basics now work from it. They just, you know, work from whatever. But then in the same sense that they don't get like taught that, that, business side of it but that can also like felicity said you're either business inclined or you're not and how many of your people or people you know that you went to school with how many of them do you see doing fashion yeah like being like, actual and, and just kind of like who's who would you how many of them would you say on your level or have that drive and are saying we've now graduated and now we're taking this thing to the next level All the knowledge listen mm-hmm. i think it's like it, it gets hard some of us who are still doing fashion design we are those dreamers we're a little bit like <laughs> Okay, we won't be able to eat for this month, mm-hmm. but it's fine because this is my dream. Whereas the other people who studied with us, Absolutely. they're like, listen, I kind of need this money to pay my rent or something where they'll be like, so this is where it stops for me. I've mm-hmm. tried, but I can't. So the designers are more a little bit of the dreamers and the, they push a bit, you know, not that I'm dissing everyone else is not <laughs> no, doing but this. that's the reality. That's the reality. Martel, what have you learned around the actual business of fashion and how have you implemented it now into your own business? You know that thing where they say the client is always right? Sometimes <laughs> I do not know, to be honest. But it's, it's, it's the small admin things as well. You have to, you have to implement like, like you said, like line sheets and you have to literally take in everything that you do when you do costing and everything. It's just all those small little things and just building relationships with people I've seen is quite like, it's a real thing. <laughs> and has Lysov, in all, in, in all honesty, yeah. has Lysov really prepared you well? And have you taken it's all that putting me on the spot like this with <laughs> Shana sitting it's, right it's, next it's to not me? A, we just asked him that already. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, the, sorry. Like, the thing is, I think you get the, like, with any place that you go study. I mean, even when you look, because I, I read an article on the business of fashion. They were talking about how colleges in London, like um, Central St. Martins, mm. about 17% of them are happy or satisfied Yes. With, you know, mm-hmm. with the business ed- education that they get. And they're ranked as literally the top two schools, well, that and LCF, of, you know, of fashion. So if they can't even, uh, not say get it right, but if they can't give us 100% satis- satisfied, why would we be, you know? So we're getting the right ground rules and we're getting to think about it. Because I think that's what's important is getting to think about how business should be implemented with your creative. Because we can't all be artists. You have to have Mar- a selling <laughs> sense. Martel, where can our listeners um, connect with you? At my house. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Martel Luduk, or on Twitter, Martel underscore Al. It's, it's been really nice having oh, you. Felicity. Sorry. Um, so you can find our store Egality in Parkhurst in Johannesburg and we're also selling online at egality.co.za in South Africa and on social media we're at Egality Fashion. Shona? Okay, we just www.lasoff.co.za or you can call 086-11-LASOF and you will find us um, on our uh, social, uh, on Facebook um, and Twitter also under Lassoff. But I have to ask Martel just to finish that, uh, to answer that question, sorry, <laughs> because the thing is, the difference that you asked me earlier is between why Lassoff, you know, w- what about Lassoff? And I think that, and I'd like to, to, to imagine that 
we're not, you know, anybody can do what we do. There are yeah. lots of, that's the what. And yes. I think at last, we're not the what. We're not about the what. We're about the why. Yes. So I want to know why. Because if, if they, you know, if it isn't great for you, then it's not good enough for me. And that's just... Martel, in less than a saying. minute, so we can get to our end segment, you can answer <laughs> that question so that Shana's happy and we are all yes. happy. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it was good for me. It's just each student has a different need for what they're going into. So, um, uh, you know, someone who's going into a retail area won't be the same as someone who's going into a design area. So for me, it was fine, but it's just... Fine. <laughs> well, <I'm laughs> was it excellent? Please say it was excellent. It was excellent. We want to end the show with excellence, please. Yes, it was. It was. Yes, it was good. It taught me what I had to. What I had to know. We're it actually running a, a, oh. a questionnaire on that. Okay, so no, no <laughs> more bats. No more, no more bats. But you yes. have had it all right here at the Fashion Lab, and this is our long-awaited moment. We want to make it quick. Uh, who would you want to dress, and why is right here? We're going to start from Felicity and take it round the table. Okay, um, locally, I would like to dress Lindy Way Subtle. Um, I think she's so cool. She's very brave. I think she'd probably wear almost anything. And so that gives you a lot of creative freedom. Uh, she can also sing like an angel. Very nice. nice. Um, for me, locally, it would be th- that new girl on the blog, Gigi Lemayne. She's just so hood and so ghetto. I like her. <laughs> and then internationally, Nicki Minaj, because she's the international Gigi LeMaine, basically. Do you have space for her extra goods? Well, I mean, <laughs> there could be a pattern, I okay. guess. You, you <laughs> specialize. Yeah, we'll specialize. Fantastic. Nice one. <laughs> Shana. Oh, my goodness. I'm so on the spot. Um, I just love Tuli Madoncela, so I would, I would like to just dress her. <laughs> I think she's just phenomenal, and I'd, yeah, I would put lots of energy into her. I think she's great. That's it. My choice this week, Liz, is Josie, the um, editor, the fashion editor from Elle magazine, just because he has this whole sophisticated look. He's he's a me. New you know? York. New York, sorry. <laughs> New York, sorry. Yes. He, he's a me, and I like to dress people who's a me. <laughs> it makes it much more easy. It takes away the complex. <laughs> you can use your wardrobe. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I would want to dress two people today, and I know it's normally one, but uh, we can let me slide for today. I want to dress Shay Shay, who's a new Nigerian artist. She's amazing. She's unbelievable. Her energy on stage, everything about her, I want to dress her. I think she she's she would do justice to my clothing. And then uh, in South Africa, I would want to dress Chian- Chiano Sky. I think she's very sexy. She's young. She's also very so. Shay Shay and Chiano Sky need to do something together. They're very young. They're very uh, popsy, but still very talented. So they've got music in their soul. It's not just the popcorn pop, but. I want to address those two girls because they have so much energy. They're music. I am music. I can resonate with them. That's where I want to take it to. So I think, uh, do we have any patting shots on the education system? I just want system? to say um, today, this has been a dynamic show. I think this show has been so strong. <laughs> Should we do this every Friday, and guys? Yes. It, it, this has been such a strong show. And I want to thank each of our guests for coming in, you know, and sharing their thoughts. I mean, for, to our listeners and our audience that listens, I mean, you have to take everything that we have said today and be a sponge and take it and run with it. That is my parting shot. Be like a sponge and, I don't know, just run with it. Be like yes. a sponge and make like a snake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we love you all. We hope to hear from you. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com where we hold it down. Here we are every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Central Time. 
And P- don't forget, sorry, don't forget to download our podcast. It is an hour after the show. Please download the podcast on cliffcentral.com. Um, and then please share the podcast and educate people. Let's I was going to say, people. well, for the listeners, you might not want to listen again. So just ask your friends to download, to the, download podcast. the podcast because you just listened to us. But thank you guys so much. Have a lovely day. Peace and love. Thank ciao, ciao. Bye bye. This is cliffcentral.com.